When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From beautiful, sexy, steamy Studio City, California, this is The Three Things. On the Knapsack Files podcast feed, I'm Ken Knapsack back. I took a week off. Did you miss me? I bet you didn't. But I missed you. I was traveling in Las Vegas, having a lot of fun, and I took a little, uh, little detour, a little week off of recording the three things. Not that the, there weren't things on my mind. Uh, we are around the corner in the bend. Here we go. I'm turning 40 very soon. I think this might not be the first audio recording that I'm going to make in which I deal with or, or struggle with the age of 40 and the turning of 40. I know. It's just a number. I know. And there's people out there listening and much older than me. Number one, I thank you. Number two, I get it. I totally, totally get it. I freaked out when I turned 30 some 10 years ago. And I have some people in my life turning 30 soon. And my message to them is, uh, don't worry about it. It's nothing. You still are so young. Um, And I know there's people listening right now, older than me, going, 40? Nothing. You're still so young. I'm very, very hyper aware of that. But you cannot deny that as the decades roll on, those decades mean something. 19 to 20 was cool, it was exciting, but it was scary. In my 20s, I found to be one of the worst decades of my life. Racked with anxiety, racked with doubts, racked with uh, self-loathing. Oh, wait, I'm still racked with the last one. But racked with a lot of things in my 20s that I'm not as uh, burdened with now. Age just kind of takes them away. The 30s were great. The 30s were about me figuring out a lot of things. Um, Now, here we are on the doorstep of 40, the crashing last chapter of youth, And it's weighing heavily on me. It's weighing more heavy than I would have expected it. I wasn't afraid of this number. I have many friends who are past this barrier. And uh, whether they be 41, 45, 50 or above, sometimes when I'm talking with them, it it doesn't seem like they're as old as they are. And that's, of course, the first thing about age. The first thing you realize is uh, what you thought age was when you were younger. It isn't so much the case now. 40 for me growing up was a big number because I figured by now I'd have the wife, a couple kids, a house, be retiring from the New York Yankees, so maybe have a couple houses getting ready to uh, prep myself for the induction to the Hall of Fame. and uh, you know, Or maybe if I didn't go the sports route, a couple Oscars by now for writing or something like that. I had it all planned out, and 40 seemed like so far away, and that there'd be so much time to get it all together. And of course, uh, that's not the case. So on my mind this time, as I uh, plan ahead for my 40th birthday, I got a big party coming down the line. 
Uh, that's right, I have to host my own party. No one loves me enough. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I am gladly hosting my own party. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. I'm sure you all will hear about it then. And it's going to be great to have a lot of uh, important people around. I am I am going to be inviting people from the far reaches of my life. It's going to be like a greatest hits party if I can track down a lot of these people. Uh, it will be cool to gather everyone around. I think sometimes when uh, we move on to different chapters of our life, whether it be a different job, uh, relationships which uh, breed different friends, groups or just different friend groups, uh, we, we, we untether ourselves from the past. Sometimes that's good, um, but uh, as I'll talk about later, but sometimes I feel it's a shame that we kind of just naturally move on from friends for no other reason than they don't live as close to you as they once did. And I'm not even talking about different states, but different, you know, Santa Monica versus the San Fernando Valley if you're in L.A. and you're, you're done. You're in Santa Monica, West Side. Uh, see you on the other side, kid. Um, I, I think that's a shame. So I'm looking for my 40th birthday party to be kind of a uh, mini reunion of uh, sort. Um, but like I said, th- this is carrying an unexpected weight. I didn't think I'd be dreading this age so much. So there's things I'm trying to understand. And these are the three things I'm trying to keep focus on and understand and accept as I turn 40. And the gray in my beard shows up a little more each day. Number three is I'm trying to take a realistic stock of my life. And I think that's what you all need to do along with me. Take a realistic stock of your life. I mentioned what I thought 40 was. We all have that. Age is, uh, again, different as you grow up. Then you get it here and it's 40. It doesn't seem like 40. So I'm freaking out a little bit because this age is approaching. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't do anything. Wasted it all. The fountain of youth I wish I had because youth is truly wasted on the young. I know that's somewhat of a true statement. I uh, have to slow down and pump the brakes, and we all should. I think it's important for you to kind kind of stop, slow down, and take a look at the whole picture. The individual things that maybe didn't go your way can sometimes seem to add up, can mount up, and we focus on that. I'm so focused often on where I want to be. Isn't that the lesson Yoda tried to teach Luke Skywalker? Never your mind on where you are, what you are doing. And I think... Uh, what that breeds is not really appreciating the things and the times and the people that have come before. And there's a lot to be thankful for and a lot to be grateful for. If you stop, change that attitude and look back and go, oh, here's what I did. Here's a memory I had. Here's something I accomplished. Hey, maybe I'm all right. And maybe this crushing feeling, and it's a crushing feeling at times, of this advancing age, and did I waste it all? It's that midlife crisis. I get it now. Uh, I had a quarter-life crisis like every uh, good 25-year-old should, and that was nothing. If I could go back and tell that 25-year-old self some 15 years ago, I'd say, snap out of it. So much more left to do, and look at all these cool things. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Sometimes when I'm really down and out, 
or feeling like I'm not doing a good job with my life or feeling like I'm in a wrong job or in the wrong place and really not applying myself, I sometimes have to stop, take a look at what I have got to experience, what I've been lucky enough to do, and then I take all that stuff and I bundle it up and I tell I tell my 14-year-old self, because 14, 15, that's that age you're on the cusp you're on the uh, you're on top of the mountain of your youth and you're looking out into the valley of your future and all the expectations are there and all the passion and you haven't really at 14 15 maybe you haven't quite yet been totally beat down by failure i had some failures at that time cut from the baseball team twice my dreams of being a major league baseball player were vanished by the time uh, i reached 15 i mean realistically. I uh, could have got back in those batting cages and learned to hit a curveball, but it uh, you know, was apparent that those weren't the skills I had. Silly pipe dreams as they were. So uh, when you're on the cliff and you're looking out and you're looking out in your life and you're daydreaming about all the things you want to do and all the things you feel you need to do or that you're capable of doing, sometimes we forget that along the way you've done it. Along the way, you have maybe reached your dreams just a little bit more than you think currently. Prime example for myself, I grew up a big professional wrestling fan. It was one of the things I wanted to do. I couldn't be a baseball player. That didn't work out. I thought maybe a comedy, Saturday Night Live, that kind of thing. But in the middle of uh, that pursuit, I accidentally stumbled onto the one of the things I wanted to do, which was be in professional wrestling, be a professional wrestling manager, work, work behind the scenes. I did it on a very small level, but I was in it. I did it. It was in a wrestling match. My name appeared in Pro Wrestling Illustrated for, as losing a hardcore match. Uh, I got to do it. And so sometimes I have to remind myself. What I did do, and go back to the beginning, go back to that 14, 15-year-old self where you're kind of dreaming it all up and you're kind of looking ahead at life and saying, here's what I want to do and here's what I need to do and here's how I'm going to do it. I can easily at this age now think about things that didn't work out or the paths that took me off the main path and, and you can get depressed and then you can feel that weight. So I'm learning to slow down, slow down. You move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Sorry, I'm having some beer. Um, so take realistic stock of your life. That's the th- number three thing I'm trying to learn here as I turn 40. By taking realistic stock of what I have done. It's not being boastful. It's not being prideful. It's just looking back and going, aha, I got to do that. And that's pretty cool. By doing that, you might lower those crushing expectations that now at 40 I'm trying to really measure myself up against. That's not healthy, right? That can't be healthy. Number two on my list, there is still time to change. This is one that's big for me. This is one I'm struggling with, and maybe you're out there struggling with it too, which is why I am here trying to talk to you. It's me to you. It's just you and me in a room. There's still time to change, and you have to release yourself from the shackles of your past. This is talking about the bad things. Number three on the list is talking about the good things. At 40, you got a long list of things now that didn't go right. 
And what I'm really struggling with is, is I feel that I am who I am. Much like Popeye before me. I am who I am. So where I fail, you fail continually. Um, I feel as though I can't change it. I don't know whether it's how I approach work or how I uh, let myself get depressed and beat up about things or how I, you know, any failures I've had in love uh, follow very distinct patterns and have going back a very, very long time. Things I do to myself, things I let myself get into, bad situations, uh, troubling situations, hard situations when it comes to romance or uh, even how I approach my job. There was a reason I got stuck for so long in a job I didn't like. Um, so I feel now, and I've been struggling with it, my friends have been hearing me say that I just feel as though I can't change. Just feel as though who I am is who I am, and I'm here. I've got to make the best of it. Well, there's some truth to that. I think it's important that we all take a moment. Again, we all need to take these moments and just kind of realize that at this age, 40, when I turn 50, I bet if I'm still doing a podcast or whatever new technology it is, I'll look back and go, why was I not worried? Why was I worried at 40? And so I'm trying to get ahead of that now and trying to know that there is still time to change who you are and who uh, or, or where the, the little quirks in your personality are that you don't like that you realistically don't like. I think there's things, uh, you know me as a self-loather, um, that uh, that can be, we're not talking about that. We're talking about uh, the things that like, oh, I continue to do that wrong. I am very much aware of my patterns, particularly uh, uh, when it comes in the areas of, uh, of love. I, I am so much... Uh, a repeater of the same things over and over. I can trace the situations I get myself into uh, literally to the first grade. Literally to the first grade. Taking myself out of so many situations. Giving up so quickly. And it's something I've done since literally the first grade. So I'm feeling the weight of that now. And thinking, it is what it is. Here I am at 40. What makes me think I can change now? When I couldn't change before. It's a struggle. It is the genesis of my depression right now. And I think that is a key area for me to focus on this next month. Destiny versus free will. Just had a great conversation about that that you guys, uh, if you haven't heard on the Force Center podcast feed... Uh, that is actually going to come out at the time of this recording, a day after I'm releasing this uh, Knapsack Files, three things. Uh, Joseph Scrimshaw, John Roca, and I have a great, deep philosophical philosophical discussion about the Star Wars universe and destiny versus free will. But it breaks off into some stuff. Uh, I uh, have a religious uh, background, a Christian background, so I believe in plans and destiny and fates and those kind of things, but I'm very much, very much a believer in free will. Turning left when you could have turned right. Going straight. Not going back. All those wonderful things. So I have to realize that. I have to remember that. That a lot of this is choices, and that's out there if you're struggling with the same thing. If you're looking around and going, this is always the way it is. This is always how I am. I'm racked with my anxieties. I'm racked with my doubts. I'm racked with my depressions. 
There's something to that. There's something to who you are. I'm very much like my father before me, but I can make those changes um, and try to move forward. You know what I mean? Not shackle myself to the past. A, a, a failure at 22 does not mean I'm going to fail in the same arena at 40 unless I let myself do it. So try that. Try that along with me. We'll see if I can do it. That's the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing for me. I just want to put my head in my hands and say, I give up because this is the way it's always been. The number one thing I am trying to learn and understand and come to grips with as I turn 40 years of age is that there are no answers. That's the rub. I love hearing those stories. A lot of comedians tell the jokes. A lot of people who tell the anecdotes of, you know, you grow up. Not only do you think age is uh, way different than it actually is. Um, but you grow up and you look at your teachers, your policemen, your firemen, all the people you're supposed to trust as you get uh, as you grow up. Your parents, even your grandparents, you you, uh, you think they got it all together. They they're the adults, they're the mature ones. They're the ones uh, who finished school, went to college, got a got a spouse, got married, got a job, got a career, got a kid, got retirement. They got you. They got it all worked out. Uh, that's the rub. That's the rub. You never fully get it figured out. There are no answers. There are no true answers. This is just about living. This is just about going forward. I was talking about this the other day to someone at work, a senior VP, someone high-ranking, a few years older than me, not by many, good-looking cat with a nice car, good family, and a good job. And a good head of hair, something I don't have. And I was mentioning this very thing. Mentioning this very thing about I just don't feel like I have it together. I feel like I should have been somewhere else at this age. And he laughed. Said, I understand fully what you mean. He goes, but let me tell you something. I'm married now. I got two kids. Five years ago, I didn't have any of those things. And I thought I didn't have it figured out. And I thought I was going to figure it out once I crossed that threshold of adulthood by getting married and having kids because that's what we uh, a lot of people think you, had, you need to do. And he did it. And he looked at me and says, I sit there some nights with the kids asleep, the wife powering down. It's a weekend. Don't have work to worry about. Because I just look out and I think, the hell am I doing? How did I get here? I have no idea. He says, there's always something. The pursuit of happiness is ongoing. And what we focus on in an attempt to make us happy, that's a moving target. Whether or not you believe or not, I'm not here to preach at you. I ain't the best Christian, believe you me. But that's why the concept, again, agree or not, you could believe in science or Iron Man. I don't care. But the concept of religion, the concept of a God, has a lot to do with uh, a solid, immovable target of happiness, or goal, purpose. And that's the thing. If you can get around uh, your, your doubts and your questions and you find that, 
you find that immovable target, that is the measurement of uh, who you are. Because there's no answers. It's just the next thing. The next thing ain't going to fulfill you, right? Yo, money can't buy happiness. It can certainly be a down payment. Sports radio host Colin Cowherd always says that, and I always agree. Happiness, certainly a down payment. Can be made with a good amount of money. But that's not the end, right? So I'm trying to accept as I get older that it's okay that at this age, old as it is, young as it still is, it's okay that I don't have the answers, that I don't feel I've reached the end goal of some of my pursuits, and that I don't have it all figured out because it doesn't really seem like anyone else does. Maybe they have one area locked down, but another area is floating in the wind. That is part of the joy of living, the joy of carrying on, trying to figure it all out together. I think if I could wrap my head around that, it would let me take a literal and figurative breath, a sigh, a release of the tension, a release of the doubt a release of the insecurities. Oh, they'll always be there. Oh, I'm sure I'm going to do some more podcasts which I talk about my depression or I make some self-loathing crack about how I'm pretty damn sure I'm going to die alone. It's still a safe bet. But now, as the door closes on my youth, the crashing, the crashing last chapter of youth is what I like to call it a loud creaking door and it's slamming shut. I can't go back. I can only go forward. And if I know that it's okay that I don't have it figured out, it's, uh, and it's going to be fine if I can try to cut those chains to those ideals in my head that are rooted in past failures. If I can do that and maybe, hopefully, Allow myself to take a realistic stock of the things that I have done. I hope if all those things add up, can be added up, I just might have a fun birthday and I might just start smiling a little bit more. More to come, I'm sure, as I approach 40. Uh, For a melodramatic soul like me, that is a chapter to certainly discuss. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening to the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. More interviews to come. Bear with me. You haven't heard one in a while, but I'm going to get to them. Going to get to them. But until then and until next time, this has been fun. This has been real. Please don't worry about sending me birthday gifts. I have plenty of Funko toys. Until next time, we will see you. Bye.